Hi everyone, Larry Bailey here with Mortgage Workflow Partners. It is December and so we've got a bunch of updates. This update we're going to go through is the Encompass TPO Connect release notes. I've got my Mary, Mary Force be with you with the course Grogu. If you have no idea what that means, shame on you. You should, you should really check out The Mandalorian. If you don't like Star Wars, I get it, um, but it is really cool. And uh, Christmas tree, because we celebrate Christmas, so Christmas tree is in the back. So you know it's December. We've got 22.3 December service pack for TPO Connect. If you're using TPO Connect or you're thinking about um, opening up either a small or expanding out your TPO channel, this is going to be some exciting news. So uh, I'm going to kind of geek out here on TPO Connect. We're actually, um, as Mortgage Workflow Partners, we're actually doing two different projects, two different clients simultaneously. One, we're going in and, and really ramping up a, uh, an independent mortgage banker company. They're large, but they want to they want to really grow out their TPO platform. So we're getting in there and we're actually helping them reconfigure a lot of things and, and do settings. And th this is perfect timing because they're going to love these updates. Um, so I can't wait to get my hands on them. They're due to release out on December 8th, according to ICE Mortgage Technology. All the release notes we're going through today are pre-release, which means they are absolutely subject to change. Nothing matters until it's actually in our hands, um, but hopefully these release notes will get your juices flowing as far as what to plan for. Um, and the, uh, the other TPO project we're working on is um, just launching basically a TPO platform from the beginning. Um, so a retail organization wants to diversify and uh, put another leg to their stool of business and uh, and open up a TPO channel. So Mortgage Workflow Partners is helping them with that. We are excited. Uh, to get going here. So, um, as always, we're going to give you a lot of disclaimers here. I'm going to point out some things that I think are important for you to appreciate if you're using TPO Connect or you're thinking about using TPO Connect. Um, these notes were last revised November 17th. Again, today is December 3rd. So, if anything changes, come back to the Mortgage.com community um, into the support resource for this and look for any updates. If you're uh, in the support resource, uh, and you've got notifications enabled, you'll be alerted to any updates that we put to this. Hey, so let's get into this sucker. So 29 pages, not terribly uh, long, but really, really important stuff. Again, if you if you like TPO Connect. So a couple of things, we'll go through some oversight stuff. We'll go through some uh, TPO Connect administration updates, and then we'll go into the actual user side updates, and uh, which includes some loan field, um, and service orders and fixed issues. Kind of skipped over this first part though. Services management is a new setting. It's pretty awesome. Um, it actually is really awesome. And um, because there's a distinct obvious pattern here, Ice Mortgage Technology wants to bring Encompass on the web to parity with Encompass desktop version. So this is the progression of that and kudos to everybody at Ice Mortgage Technology for um, keeping that uh, focus and for keeping the product moving forward. It's helping everybody. So uh, the first thing we're going to get into is uh, the December service pack. Of course, um, always refer to your online help and guides and documents page within the resource center. I just did a whole post on system requirements. If you don't, if you haven't looked at your system requirements, like maybe ever or at least this year, uh, check that out. Again, check out our post on that. We just did a walkthrough video on the system requirements, so pay attention to that. That's really, really important. 
All right, so let's get into TPO Connect, um, the administration updates in this service pack. So there's a brand new setting. It's services management. And uh, the reason why I'm super pumped about this is because you now have the ability to deliver services directly to your TPO clients. And so um, you need to make sure that, of course, this setting can only be done through the TPO Web Center administration hyperlink. So effectively, you won't find these settings on the desktop version of TPO connect under the external settings you'll you got to go over to the to the web right so you must use your browser log and dialog page instead to get there and once you open it you can go through these notes and, and the, the big important thing is figuring out um, how you want to apply this right so currently um, what most companies do is they might enable credit so that the TPO client can order credit or they might enable um, AUS Right, so now there's other services that you can add and you can differentiate how you serve those services up to your TPO clients, um, whether they're manual um, or they're easy order. Now on the, you know, on the screenshot here, I'll make this a little bigger. On the screenshot here, um, there are like nonsense labels put in here. So I'm imagining that the final services aren't determined, which is why it would look like this. Um, so you can categorize these uh, services that are available that you push out to your TPO clients. So basically, again, this is the administrator view, so this would be your view. And uh, you can um, make sure that you offer the service as either manual or easy order or both, other, otherwise known as all. And you'll go through here. Um, there are um, different hyperlinks in here for you to figure out what those things mean. You'll select the service provider's hyperlink to open its page. So, um, again, don't know what that looks like. I'm anxious to see how it works. I'll have to wait till next weekend to figure this out. Um, but you definitely want to um, get back. The point is, as an Encompass admin, if you're doing TPO and you've been doing things kind of ad hoc or maybe workarounds to get services out to your TPO clients, maybe especially if you've got TPO clients that don't really do much. Maybe they're uh, the kind of a TPO client who um, doesn't have a big support staff and maybe you're doing processing for them or maybe they've been sending things over to you and you've been doing things for them and then sending it back so they can review it. So my expectation is that this is going to allow you to bridge that gap and allow your TPO clients to take um, a little bit more direct approach to getting these services ordered within the TPO portal. Um, so this walk, this document basically walks you through the difference of uh, how the, how to set up and configure these services. Um, it walks you through the manual order and how to add in the service. So the uh, you know the, the 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 standout moment here was this. <laughs> so in if you've ever worked on Encompass on the web, there's a query builder and the condition editor is, is different than what you're used to in uh, Encompass desktop version. So this is, uh, again, it's a full-on uh, VB.NET uh, editor. So hopefully you're using, um, whether you're using, uh, you know, a Visual Basic Editor like Notepad++ or Visual Studio Code, or you're using anything else to help build your business rule logic, um, or even if you go into uh, Encompass and build it there and, and, and save it somewhere, you don't have to do that anymore. You can actually build it straight in here and I did want to bring up this advanced coding for business rules guide. This thing has been around since the beginning of business rules and it's been updated. I was shocked as you can see on my face. 
And so what's been updated here, at least since the last time I looked at this, or at least downloaded a current version. So if this has been out there, you know, shame on me, but it has, it has been updated. So if you are using an advanced coding for business rules from Encompass um, from before today, go out to the link that's in there and grab it. And, uh, and what's, what's a standout for me is that the triggers now involve mentioning DDM, the dynamic data management. Um, if you're not using DDM, you're missing out. Um, your first test into DDM is if you have any standard field trigger business rules or other advanced coding that's not using DDM to update the itemization, um, you should check it out. Um, a lot of companies have found great success and we've helped companies implement DDM rules to basically get rid of all your closing cost templates and put everything into dynamic data management business rules so that the itemization updates reliably um, and also updates whether the actions are happening from an Encompass desktop or Encompass on the web. And uh, it was kind of the real focus of DDM was to make sure that when the file changes that the rules happen, not that the changes are happening in the desktop version which then fires the rule set that's loaded on the local computer. That was the bridge, in case you didn't know. So, um, additionally, what's also important in here is it talks about um, accessing and updating non-field data. So what a non-field data is in this context is a virtual field. And I've got, um, I've got some cautionary tales with regards to working with virtual fields. There are uh, service providers that actually build plugins to go fetch uh, virtual fields reliably and put them into standard fields or you know custom fields or standard fields but put them into standard fields so that you can reliably write triggers I know it is called out here there's a couple of examples on here that I do want to just mention that um, again using the word today is a VB code which basically means it fetches whatever today is on your computer so there's some you know there's some concept issues with using today in encompass um, first is it needs to understand what today is and typically that means the loan file has to open. So if you're in a file and you're doing things in the file, sure, today is, is fine, um, but the, um, the, the big takeaway is virtual fields sometimes encompass doesn't always see the value of virtual field the way you would think it would. So we know that if we update the state, so field 14, if we update that to NJ, I live in New Jersey, so NJ, it immediately happens. A virtual field, not necessarily the case always, and it get that's where it gets a little gray. So my only personal feedback is that if you're using virtual fields for um, like milestone requirements and things like that, usually reliable. If you're using virtual fields to send out emails through Encompass, usually reliable. Um, but if you're using virtual fields for triggers, um, you know, it gets a little bit sticky sometimes, especially if you're taking a virtual field like this and you're putting it into a standard field like this. Again, I get a little bit, um, I get a little bit wiggly on whether or not that's always reliable. So whatever you're doing, test it, but definitely grab an updated advanced coding for business rules uh, piece. All right, let's get back to what we were doing which is the, um, the condition editor. And so the condition editor is all, is all about uh, making sure you build this query. And if, again, if you've never done this in uh, Encompass on the web, check it out and uh, have some fun with it. 
So you'll go through, you can organize the, um, the services by the um, TPO user um, and their company. So as far as who's authorized, things like that, um, you can play around with that setting. You can also make sure that they're either activated by either turning on or off. Um, I have some questions about how that looks, so that'll be interesting to get my hands on. And then this talks about, again, um, how to set up an easy order. And so, again, same, same thing, different setting. Um, again, talking about the, the uh, order readiness conditions section. So um, you can add additional um, required fields, and you can, en you can enter any Encompass field IDs that are required before ordering. So, again, if you could imagine you've got, uh, what I'm thinking of right away is, I can create a custom field that basically looks for some conditions that maybe don't exist in the condition editor. And so I say in the custom field calc, like, you know, if one, two, three are true, then the value of the custom field is X, which I then put into here. And so that allows me to make sure that um, these conditions don't get too expansive. And if I've got other requirements in my other sections in my workflow, it's an opportunity to bring them right back into here. So effectively, you're making your TPO do the same work in their workflow that you want in your workflow. So it's, it's again, it's pretty, um, to me it's, it's important because a workflow always comes before technology, always. Uh, so this allows you to make sure the workflow is in force before you allow your TPO team member to, uh, to use the technology. And as we scroll down here, we're down to page 15. Um, again, this is going over, um, you know, repetitiveness in terms of using the condition editor. Uh, you then can uh, review on how you build the condition blocks um, so that you can make sure that if you want to add a, a series of queries, so if you want to nest, this is called nesting, but if you want to nest queries within, this shows you how to build that nest. Again, if you've never used an online VB editor with, um, editor, uh, with, um, sorry, with additional queries, um, it can get a little bit weird. Right? It can get a little bit confusing. So what I always try to say is make sure you read this stuff out loud. Um, even if you've typed it yourself, like read it out loud and see if it makes sense to your own ears in terms of the logic. Um, because again, it's either true or false. Um, on that note, um, call out right here. Make sure you completely understand the differences between and and or. So, in other words, and includes everything true or everything false, and then or means that maybe some of it's partly true, some of it's partly false. So one of the things I personally get tripped up on in here is if I'm looking for, um, you know, if the loan program doesn't contain X and it doesn't contain Y, then do this. Well, <laughs> so if the loan program contained X, it's going to be true because I said X and Y. So just keep that in mind. I know it's very basic, but I'm telling you, it happens to, to a lot of folks. They get confused on when to use an AND operator and when to use an OR operator uh, in here. So check that out. Uh, again, you can add in company credentials in terms of service management. Read all about that um, and make sure you click these, these uh, jumps to understand how to set those credentials up um, by additional um, individual users or not. So this walks you through all of that part. So feel free, again, if you're listening to this on podcast, get over to 
um, the video that you'll see hosted on mortgage.community and, uh, and check it out there. We're going to scroll down now to the um, uh, section here where new service orders options added to the loan navigation tab of pages and link settings. So now again for your, uh, for your TPO clients, now you have the ability to actually display service orders on the loan navigation tab. So make sure you check that out on how to enable or disable that if that's not something you want to do. Then lastly, uh, ICE Mortgage Technology is continuing on its um, transition from LMA Inc. to ICE Mortgage Technology. And so you've got some new logos. Awesome. So um, the next part, so now we're on page 22 of 29. So the next part is the Encompass TPO Connect website updates. Um, and so we've got uh, loan field updates. We've got service orders that we just talked about on the admin side. And then we've got some fixed issues. The first is loan field updates. We've got Freddie Mac Choice Home Options now added to the property drop-down list. Um, so we, we went over this in the 22.3 desktop. Um, it's now available in the TPO Connect for MH Home Choice uh, if, uh, uh, you know, if that product is out there for you. You've got five new identifier fields added to the URLA. Um, additional information, which is the Freddie Mac Offering Identifier, Freddie Mac Income-Based Deed restrictions, Freddie Mac Community Land Trust Indicator, Home One checkbox, and the Freddie Mac Choice Offering Type. Uh, you've also got the ability to itemize credits in Section M. So again, this was one of those things in desktop version that rolled out. So now you can itemize those credits. The TPO can itemize those credits now on TPO Connect. Um, there's a checkbox there, and they can bring that stuff down and uh, act accordingly. Uh, there is a, um, let's see what here we've got, oh, this is just talking about the additional drop-downs now in the itemized uh, list. So you can see that list of itemized options, um, and they can select uh, different options for different parts. And it uh, looks like another part here is existing energy improvements section added to the URLA lender loan information page. So again, if you're using energy improvement amounts from your loan files, that's now available on TPO Connect. Uh, and that's under the guidance of the FHFA uh, between them and Freddie Mac. So that's pretty cool. All right, another big thing is, again, service orders. So we talked about the admin setup of service orders. So now on the, on the TPO client side on that page, you've got new service order features added naturally. And so this walks you through as a user to order an appraisal service uh, and to view those order details. Um, and, you know, as one example, right, so... Uh, as you add different services, basically um, substitute the word appraisal for the other service, and this walks you through um, how those things look and the status of those. So the intent is, of course, that as a, as a uh, wholesaler who would be working on an appraisal with a TPO, um, they no longer have to call you, email you, text you, um, whatever the case is, to say, how's the appraisal coming? Was it ordered? What's the status? Is it back yet? Um, it'll all be visible here. Um, hopefully very plainly and cleanly on TPO Connect. So that's awesome. Fixed issues. Um, so these were obviously things that were reported and were in our plan to be rolling out to 22.3. Again, as I said in the beginning, word of caution, these are pre-release notes. <clears throat> so that means that uh, ICE can pull things out or add things in um, up to whenever it gets released. So uh, some things of note that were fixed. Long borrower last name column no longer overlaps neighboring column. Awesome. 
Uh, long custom field ID no longer overlaps field description uh, for required field screens. So when you're setting required fields, there was some bleed over. That's been fixed. Column width behavior fixed for new pipelines. So there was an issue where, again, you're moving location of columns. Um, so that issue has been fixed, and now the columns retain their width when moving them. Uh, and, of course, they can be adjusted after they've been moved. There's a custom YN field added to the additional information page is now working as expected. So if you had any issues with that YN field, that issue has been resolved. Loan pipeline and trades tab now loads without errors. Love it when we don't have any errors, so thanks for fixing that. Users are no longer able to register deleted loans for, for an unlicensed state. So um, there was an issue with the TPO. They were able to register um, delegated loans. Oh, I said deleted. Excuse me. Users are no longer able to register delegated loans for an unlicensed state. So um, if so, this goes into account management. Make sure you're keeping your TPO licensing updated in your um, in your settings, so that your uh, delegated uh, uh, correspondence um, won't be able to register loans in states that they're not licensed in, according to what you show. And uh, missing re uh, required fields and documents now displays for loan action completed. So um, there, uh, there was a situation where missing required fields and documents window wasn't displaying properly. Um, that's been resolved, and that is awesome. And that's the end of the fixed issues. Uh, as always, if you have any issues, I always suggest you get into that resource center, open up the case, and uh, depending on the severity, get it escalated so that the ICE mortgage technology engineers can find out what's going on and uh, look at it and collaborate and get it fixed. Um, thanks as always. My name is Larry Bailey, uh, again with Mortgage Workflow Partners. Workflow always comes before technology, gang. I know you're probably sick and tired of me saying that, but it is the truth. And it's what we do all day long. So if we can help you with anything related to TPO or TPO Connect or Workflow, um, as well as all the other services that you'll find on MortgageWorkflowPartners.com, please uh, reach out and uh, give me a call and, and let me know how I can help. And uh, I thank you very much for the opportunity to keep doing this. Everybody take care, and we'll see what it looks like after December 8th. See you now.